Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show coming to you from the comforts of home. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good, representing her mean green. Mm-hmm. She's a Duchess of the Dorks. She's actually Pickle. I was feeling it today with a mean green Can shirt. I get a go mean green? Go mean green. Okay. Ka. Today is Tuesday, July 27th, 2021, 121 days until Thanksgiving. Uh, happy birthday to Jordan Spieth. Hey, um, look at that. He's a Texan, right? He sure is. From the DFW area somewhere? Yeah, from the DFW area, and then obviously golfed at UT. That's so right. Texan through, and, a through. Texan through and through. Yeah. That's right. That is episode 12, 12.09, and I need to issue a correction. I think yesterday in You the, said it wrong. I think yesterday in the um in the hubbub of getting uh, Jeff Gersh, the head coach at Angela State, seated, um, mm-hmm. I think I said the wrong episode number. I so thought about culpa. like hardcore yelling at you, but we were in the presence of guests, so mea I culpa. held it in. Mea culpa. <laughs> uh, and so uh, today we are going to talk a little bit. We, normally we do headlines, but there's kind of only one headline. <laughs> so we'll talk about the one headline. An and overwhelming what, headline. What it means, what it doesn't mean, and maybe like what's next. Then, back half of the show, we're going to give you uh, a little look at one of our many, many, many interviews that we did at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention. Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach at the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears, Coach Jason Todd. So we will hear from Jason Todd coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, and Daniel Agnew. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, my friends. Um, oh, there's something I was going to say to you, and now it's just gone. It's into the ether. So we'll never know. We'll never, <laughs> never know. Okay, Pickle. Normally on our first show back, so yesterday we were at Lone Star Conference Media Day. Mm-hmm. Threw off our Monday groove Threw a little bit. Threw off our Monday bit, groove. But in a good way. So now we're going to do headlines on a Tuesday, but really... In that regard, there's kind of only one headline, and that is what is going on in college football with relation to one particular program here in the state of Texas, and that is the University of Texas. 
Um, I should have edited the Elmo gif of him in the fire with like the Big 12 logo. Um, I missed an opportunity. This morning at about 9.30. Yeah. Central time. God's time zone. Um, th- a letter was sent from Jay Hartzell. Mm-hmm. Hartzell? Hartzell? I think it's Hartzell. I'm going to go Hartzell. The president of the University of Texas at Austin and Joseph Harris Jr., the president of the University of Oklahoma. It, it was uh, addressed to Commissioner Greg Sankey. He is the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, better known as the SEC. Mm-hmm. It reads, <clears throat> Dear Commissioner Sankey, the University of Texas at Austin and the University of Texas of Oklahoma, and then there's some mumbo-jumbo, uh, request invitations for membership in the Southeastern Conference starting on July 1st, 2025. We believe that there will be a mutual benefit to the universities on the one hand and the SEC on the other hand for the universities to become members of the SEC. We look forward to the prospect of discussions regarding this matter. Sincerely, the aforementioned presidents. This comes on the heels of yesterday when they, when those two universities, Texas and Oklahoma, told the Big 12 that they would not be renewing their grant of rights whenever the uh, they expire after mm-hmm. the 2025 season. And that was what? In the afternoon? Correct. Like 3 o'clock-ish? Um, or was it? Or no, was it? Been, I guess it was in it the was morning. At some point. It was know. at some point yesterday. Time, Time has no meaning. meaning. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So, now, now, I, now, grant of rights is like a fancy term, and I, 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 I this can all be very, like, top level and people talking over people. So let me be clear about what grant of rights is. Grant of rights is basically the agreement by which you join the conference in any meaningful way, Mm -hmm. which is that you give the big 12 or whatever conference your television rights to your contests. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically the big 12 comes together. All those 10 teams agree to, agree to to give their grant of rights to the Big 12. The Big 12 then goes and sells those rights to ESPN. The ESPN gives the money to the Big 12. The mm-hmm. Big 12 disperses those to the 10 member conferences. That's what a grant of rights is. The conference is the middleman, and basically. Were, correct. And they were, and it's what the kind of the glue that holds everything together there. And so by the by them saying that when they were to expire, I believe on July 1st or, or sometime in, in summer, yeah, July 1st. I believe they would expire June 30th at 11:59 on, on in 2025. In 2025, they're saying we are not going to be a part of the Big 12 after that date. Correct. They have and then obviously this other part where the where the SEC they've gone to the SEC and says, "Hey, by the way, we're going to be a free agent, you up." Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> That was that was literally actually what the president's letter yeah, said. It said you not up, to get confused. <laughs> you up. Um, hey, boo. <laughs> yes. Um, they want to join, obviously, the SEC. A lot of ramifications, a lot of ripple effects here. One thing I will say is people may be getting caught up on the July 1st, 2025 thing. Mm-hmm. Um, true that that's when the buzzer goes off. But there are a number of different scenarios in which the... Uh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, should they be accepted into the big tw- uh, into the SEC, mm-hmm. um, could join earlier. Basically, you can l- you can leave whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You're not beholden to them in any way of of like contractually, except by the fact that you would have to pay to get out. Yes, and it's a and hefty fee. I believe that if they wanted to leave to go to the twenty 
to, to be a member of the SEC in 2022, mm-hmm. next year, it would cost each university somewhere along the lines of $80 million. Now, on one hand, that is a lot of money. And on the other hand, that is not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But that said, I don't know if necessarily the University of Texas and University of Oklahoma have the stomach to write an $80 million check to leave a conference. Because Correct. the other option would be that the Big 12 ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. Which is a real possibility here because with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, they're now down to eight teams. Mm-hmm. That's not viable. No. And so... Especially in, what you're talking about, brand name awareness and at so this point. In my, and, right. And so in my mind, in my mind, there are a few different possibilities to come here. There's... The bi- there's there's what I think is probably the most likely scenario, mm-hmm. which is that the remaining eight teams are going to scatter to ver- to and try to find a different home. Yes, this is where the fact that there is not a geographic like like there's not a real geographic continuity to the conference Mm-mm. really kind of hurts them in the ability to hold together because West Virginia, for example, is probably going to call the ACC. Yes. And say, hey, can we come in? Or the Big Ten, maybe, mm-hmm. or any other number of conferences out on the East Coast. Correct. Iowa State, up at the very top of the conference, is probably knocking on the Big Ten's door mm-hmm. and saying, hey, you got any room for us? Which, it's funny, because geographically, that almost makes more sense right. for them to be in the Big Ten anyway. Sure. <laughs> sure. And so, that is option one, which would obviously leave, and we'll get to the other three Texas schools here in a moment, that would obviously leave them in a bit of a lurch as to where they go. Right. We'll get to them. That's option one. Option two would be that the Big 12, the remaining eight teams, hold together, and then they try to bring in other teams. So a Houston, or a Houston, or an (laughs) SMU, or uh, a Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. or a a Memphis, or teams like that that maybe are looking to get up to that Power 5 level that could join mm-hmm. it. Now, there is a problem with that, which is... Because you're ruining the American. <laughs> well, it's not, 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 not even just that, because, I mean, for the Big 12, they're in... They're in we've got to adapt or die at right. this point. Oh, in, yeah. in many... In, quite literally. They could go and grab those teams and join them. But here's the thing. This is all about TV rights. Mm-hmm. This is all about TV rights. And without Texas and Oklahoma... Plain and simple, they could bring in Cincinnati. They could bring in Houston. They could bring in SMU. They could bring in all these teams. The are they money. going to are the, are are they going to convince ESPN or Fox or NBC or CBS or somebody to to fork out the money to make it so that it's more viable for these teams mm-hmm. to to stay together? Because let's be honest about this: when the when ESPN signed a deal with the Big Twelve. A lot of it was based on the idea of getting Texas and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. right? When Fox signs a deal with the Big 12, they want to get Texas and Oklahoma. Right, because a Baylor, a TCU, a Tech, they all matter, but the brand awareness they don't, is just they, not the, the same. And you're being same. naive if you want to argue the that brand, fact. Uh, this, is not, this, is, this is facts. Uh, like, yes. I'm telling you how TV executives think. <laughs> I'm telling you how TV executives think, and I'm telling you how um, how conference commissioners yeah. think. That's Sweeps week, you're not putting on... Baylor TCU. You're not putting on your, yeah, as much as a game, as much as we like it. Yes. It's different. So that's option two is that they try to hold together. There's a calculated risk there, and almost certainly the money would be less there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Option three would be to get a little weird. And to get a little weird would mean, hey, 
why don't we, the remnants of the Big 12, call someone like the Pac-12 or call someone like the ACC because and say, do you want to propose a merger? And I mean a full-on 20-team conference. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason that that I think the Pac-12 may be amenable to that and why the Pac-12 is going to matter a lot in what's going on is that of the Power 5 conferences, of the Power 5 conferences, the Big 12 was always the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 has long been the most um, wishy most, most likely to implode. <laughs> yes. Most likely to implode. But next on that list is the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Their TV deal stinks. They've just fired or gotten rid of their their longtime commissioner and brought in another guy. Uh, They've to, got the to late to... games too. I mean, just from a TV perspective, sometimes that's, that's part of it. That's hard. That's part you know? of it. They have not done a good job selling it. They tried the Pac-12 network and they can't get on any cable providers. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, and so they are they are vulnerable next. And so if the Big Twelve implodes. Then the next person up on the firing squad, in front of the firing squad, is the Pac-12. So if the Pac-12 wants to be, um, wants to be proactive, Mm -hmm. they could go to the Big 12 and say, "Hey, why don't we propose a merger?" Mm -hmm. That would be the biggest thing. I think those are probably how I just listed it. I think those are probably in order of likelihood. Mm -hmm. I think the most likely thing is that the teams scatter. The next most likely thing is that they bring in other teams to shore up what's left of the Big 12. Mm -hmm. And the last would be some sort of major merger with like the Pac-12 or the ACC. And then it goes to what? A Power 4 conference? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Who who knows how it goes? So there's that. We've talked a lot about Texas. Obviously, they are kind of, they have kind of lit the stick of dynamite here. Um, Them and Oklahoma Mm -hmm. have kind of lit the stick of dynamite on the Big 12. There's obviously three other teams in the Big Twelve in, in the Big Twelve in Texas that are now kind of left in a lurch. Yep. One of them is Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember back years ago, Texas Tech was rumored to be connected to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. This was in the last line of last round of realignment. They were rumored to be connected to the Pac-12, but a large part of that, in my opinion. I don't know the inside uh, conversations with this, but a large part of that was that Texas and Oklahoma were coming along with them, or at the very least, Texas yep. was coming along with them. Does the Pac-12 have interest in a standalone Texas Tech product? Mm-hmm. There's some value in the mm-hmm. sense that you get into the Texas market, although I think that the value of markets are probably diminishing, but mm-hmm. there's some value there. Um, geographically, it makes the most sense. And style of play too, with a more high sure. flying rather than you know run heavy. S- stylistically, they you could say that they are a, a fit for the Pac-12. I think Pac- I think they may be of the three teams maybe in the best position to mm-hmm. land on their feet. The next team that I think is in a position to land on their feet would be TCU. Yes. Now they're an interesting case. Remember, they have not been in the Pac the Big Twelve long. Mm-mm. They were whenever A and M and Missouri and Nebraska and Colorado bolted mm-hmm. they were added along with West Virginia uh, uh, to shore up the Big 12 to make it what it is right yeah. now and to hold we it together the 10 teams correct TCU is a is a private school TV TCU is a smaller school than than all the teams mm-hmm. that we've listed so far but they are they have one big club in their bag and that is they're in a major metro area mm-hmm. they're in DFW and and there's a good alumni base 
and and there's going to be some value, I think, to other conferences, mm-hmm. maybe the Pac-12, someone like that, um, to come and, and come knocking on TCU's door. I think that they are probably second best to land on their feet. Yes. There's that. There's one more, and it's Baylor. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole history of Baylor being in the uh, Big 12. Uh, there, you can read all about it, about the the way that they got into the Big 12 when the Southwest Conference disbanded. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm Baylor, I'm worried. I'm real worried. Where do you go? Because <laughs> they are a small-ish yep. private school, not in a major metro area, Mm-mm. and they don't bring anything from a realignment perspective, to mm-hmm. be clear. I like our friends at Baylor. They don't bring anything from a realignment perspective that Tech or TCU don't bring. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 in third place out of three. In, there, out of three, in my opinion, I think they're in third place, and that's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem because I think I think if you're Baylor, what you're trying to do is you are trying like hell to hold this thing together. Mm-hmm. You're trying like hell. Your best option is to hold the Big 12 together and bring in teams even at a lower lower buy, yes. you know, lower uh, the, TV deal. Yeah, the Houston Something the like that. You bring those you are trying like hell to do that. So what you're going to do is now that the conference is kind of breaking up or we think it it is at least there are parts of it that are breaking up, you have teams that are going to be acting in their own interest, mm-hmm. right? It used to be we're all working together for the Big 12. Now, Tech is going to be like, if I can get a deal with the, if I can get a spot in the Pac-12, I'm just going. Yep. It's it's musical chairs at this mm-hmm. point. I I you can even throw it in and this isn't in our geographic region, but Oklahoma State I feel like is very much in the think, same similarity. I think Oklahoma of, State's in trouble. What do you do? Like Kansas, the Kansas and Kansas State, that's a that's a package deal almost in my opinion. Hoops also helps with that, but Baylor and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, I think Kansas State I think yeah. Kansas State's in trouble because for for Kansas, like for example, they've got basketball. They've got a little bit of basketball, and they've got like the big basketball brand. I know what you're probably saying. You're probably saying, "Wait, Baylor just won the men's national championship," and that is true. They are not the but same. But it's brand. not the long established, not brand. the same brand. Yeah. I hate to say that, but it's true. And by the way, we're also talking. I mean, realistically, let's be real about what we're talking about. We're talking about football. Mm-hmm. Football is what drives conference realignments. Absolutely. So look, it's it's going to be dicey. So here's what to watch next. Okay. Here's what to watch next. And we'll get into the ramifications of what Texas the SEC would look like, et cetera. We've got plenty of time for that because it's not <laughs> happening this year. We've got a whole offseason next year. Mm-hmm. Um, what to watch next is to watch what the Pac-12 does. Yes. I think theirs is the next move to make. Theirs is the next move to make um, and see what happens there. Um, if they start knocking on the door of Texas Tech, if they start knocking on the door of TCU, um, then you could really see some things happen quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would not be surprised if you start hearing rumblings about the Big 12 asking Houston and SMU and Tulsa and Memphis and mm-hmm. some of those major AAC programs, Tulane, if they want to come aboard the Big 12 train. Because right. um, realistically, they got to start shooting their shot now. <laughs> right. I also, you know, I'll also just say that I don't know if this is getting to 2025. I think that especially if you're going to have if you're going to have all these teams that are breaking up 
then they may just say, well, why are we even together then? And especially if, if, especially if there's another move where, for example, if tech and if Iowa State were to go to the Big Ten and then you're left with seven or, you know, something like that. I would wonder if then you would start negotiating some sort of deal where they break up after 2022 or 2023 and get out of this so that nobody has to pay and just agree to all walk away. Do you know the answer to this? If there is one giant agreement of the conference is just going to dissipate at the end of the 2022 season or something mm-hmm. like that, no one has to pay, no. do they? No, at that point, at at that that point, point who would you pay? Everyone. So it's almost right. better at that if the point. the bank goes out of business, business then you don't yeah. owe the bank. Okay. I want to make sure. Why would you drive the banks out of business? Yeah, exactly. When you control the mail, you control the information. That's exactly right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I hope that's a fifty thousand foot view uh, of things. There's, there's obviously people who know this a lot deeper and are 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 getting in in, into the weeds of you know their source within these programs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I am not that guy. Shahan Jairaj is a lot closer to that guy. Oh yeah. So we should probably have him on at some point talk about the ramifications. But it's happening. We can show you the table. It's (laughs) happening. And by the way, I know that there like one other thing about this is that there's and we talked about this last week with Shahan, um, that. Are the SEC is the SEC going to let them in? All reports right now are that the vote would be something along the lines of thirteen to one. Yeah. That everyone, with the exception of A and M, is what is going to vote to extend membership because mm-hmm. in the end, guys, it's about that dollar. It's about money that talks. money, and and every SEC school would stand to to gain more money mm-hmm. um, by letting these two programs in. That's why half of them are in the SEC to start off with. Yeah, <laughs> right. so. There you go. That's where we're at. Big 12's on fire, and we'll see what happens from here. Keep an eye on the Pac-12. Keep an eye on what the, uh, on if you start hearing rumblings out of Houston and SMU. That's where, that's where we're at. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's our subscription package. We had a, do, you, do you see this email from Adam? We hit like a milestone the other day. We did. Another, yeah. So another thank you. One. If you're a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, thank you very much. Sure. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. We love you very much. We if do. you're not, please consider becoming Dave Campbell's Tech Football Insider. Uh, what, the, here's my pitch for today. <laughs> if you like this show, this is like a, that's a way to help us make it. Mm-hmm. Is like, if you become a Dave Campbell's Tech Football Insider, uh, it's not that expensive, uh, but it kind of, you know, if any, you get the magazine, you get great online content, and I think that you, you, you show support for this, for these programs and things like that. So you if you like this, Republic of Football, Tep and Step, things like that, please consider becoming Dave Campbell's Text Football Insider. Textfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle. Last week, we were in San Antonio for the THSEA Coaching School and Convention, caught up with hundreds of coaches. One of them is the head coach of those Golden Bears from South Oak Cliff, Coach Jason Todd. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with South Oak Cliff coach Jason Todd here on Text Football today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention here with the head coach of the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears, Coach Jason Todd. Coach, welcome to coaching school. Hey, hey thanks for having me, man. It's always a good uh, good joy to, you know, come down to coaching school. You know, with COVID last year, we missed out on it. So it's a pleasure to get away from home one last trip before football season before, starts. It's, it's, it's almost that time, isn't it? Yes. You can kind of feel it in the air, right? Everybody's kind of excited about the season. And, and yes. with the sense, a little bit more normal this year, it seems like things are, things are trending in the right direction. Hopefully we can uh, keep keep it going in that right direction, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got your uh, pen and paper ready in case you need to draw some plays up out there out there in the lobby. If no, no, no. I really don't play the last 
last man with the pen <laughs> game. You know, that, I leave that for other people. That, that works, though. That, that, that's true, though, right? The yeah. last man with the pen always wins, yeah, right? Yeah, never the loser. <laughs> but, I mean, what, what, when you when – you, you've been – I don't want to date you, but okay. you've been around a little while. Yeah. When, when you come to co- – what, what is your advice to your young coaches when they come to coaching school? What, what do you want them to get out of this experience? Uh, biggest thing I would say is just uh, developing relationships with other guys because you never know when you can cross paths, and you never know when somebody else may be able to help you, you know, with, with knowledge, with football, or it could just be some life things, you know. So as long as you got relationships and understand people from different areas, you know, it may help you with film trading one day, you know, uh, scouting a team that you may don't get film on so you know when you got people in different areas you know it really expounds your you know whole knowledge of the game you guys at South Oak Cliff have been very successful in recent years you guys have done a great job and, and I feel like uh, a lot of times you and your coaching staff and, and sometimes inner city coaches in general haven't always gotten the credit that they deserve because you guys are, are fighting some you know, and you're not one to make excuses yes. or, or make or you know talk woe is me you're not you're not that kind of guy but you yeah. guys fight some different battles than guys in, in more wealthier wealthier areas yeah. face for sure so you know with that perception being out there that sometimes inner city schools win on talent alone and that they're not really schematically sound and that kind of thing. But I feel like you, you're, you and your staff were recognized yeah. and got to speak at the DFW Coaches Clinic this year. Yes. And, and your staff has been recognized as a, as a staff that does a great job. Do you feel like those perceptions are, are starting to change in a positive direction? I think by some of the teams that have actually played us, you know, and had to go against us, I think a lot of those coaches actually, you know, sing high praises for some of the things we're doing. I think in some areas, I think we, we still need to improve, you know, and, and that's led by me. So I'm the first person that needs to improve some areas, and it filters on down to the staff and the kids. But, you know, I think we are trending in the right direction, and a lot of times it is attributed to talent when we win. But like I tell people all the time, when Kyler Murray, you know, was at Allen, he played with, it was five pros on that team. Yeah. And nobody ever attributes their victories to talent. But when it's the inner city, we always get our, you know, big wins attributed because it's the kids. It's never anything that the coaches do. I mean, we all know you got to have great players to yes. win state championships. But there's a lot else that goes into it. you got to yes. have a lot of luck. you yes. got to be healthy. And, you know, you know, coaches X's and O's can sometimes maybe not win you a ball game, but sometimes if you, if you guys are in the wrong place or misaligned, it can lose you a ball game, yeah. right? Yeah, in the city situational aspects of football and that's what a lot of people uh, kind of sleep on at times it, it's not it's not the big picture a lot of times a lot of times it's those small situations where a kid's going to either execute or he's not going to execute that wins and lose your games in those big games for you guys and your goals are are, are more than just winning a district championship yes, you yes. guys have asked and you're in a tough region you got a lot of great teams and great yes. programs for you guys and the golden bears i know there's a lot of expectations this year we think highly of you guys we think you guys have a chance to make a lot of noise this year yes what needs to go right for your ball club in 2021 to have the kind of success you think you can have uh, the, the first thing i think it need to be togetherness throughout the whole program you know where everybody gets in the car and, and we all believing and driving toward one destination that's the first thing uh the next thing i think is going to come down our quarterback we think we got a quarterback who uh last year didn't get to show you know all his capabilities with the covid and, and missing spring ball and things like that but we think we have one of the top quarterbacks in the state of texas and uh we really think that he's going to throw for probably about three to four thousand yards this year when when you talk about having that spring ball and you know having some seven on seven this year, yeah. how you know for his development and your team's development, how 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 much further along are you guys at this point this year than you were a year ago? I say I say since since I've been at Sock offensively, I think we we've never been at this point since Coach Jones Emma Jones left uh, to go to camp, uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, so I think offensively, I think we're going to be very high powered, and, and I think that we're going to really be throwing that ball around this year, and I think we're going to have a lot of success. that's going to catch a lot of people off guard. And then, you know, I'm assuming your guys, you know, from a string.
Huntington Speed standpoint, being able to get in the weight room and you yes. guys being able to work with your kids. Yes. Uh, how, how big was that for you guys in, in the spring and summer to, to actually, you know, get to use that new weight room that you guys have there at SOC and that new field? Yes. You, you guys got to get in there and work with your kiddos. How, how big was that? that? That was very big because you got, you got to realize that we played a lot of sophomores last year. It was probably about six or seven sophomores that started for us throughout the year last year. Those guys had never been through a spring, never been through off season. So, you know, this was their first time actually going through those things as far as really being in the weight room all summer, all spring. And you can see the bodies changing, and you can see they're getting more physically stronger. And it's going to help them, you know, later on when we're playing those teams that we need to beat to get down the road. You've been at SOC. You've had a lot of success there recently. And I'm sure you've gotten calls from other schools yes. about other jobs. And I know it's flattering. You always take the call and listen when, when someone calls you. Why is SOC the right place for you? Why have you decided to – you know, a lot of guys would, would, would try to move up into the, to, the, to a suburban job and yeah. those kind of things. What, what's so special about SOC and why, why does it mean so much to you to stay there and try to win a state championship? Uh, first of all, it's a Dallas school, number one. It's also a school my mother, uncles graduated from. My grandfather was principal there for 14 years. Uh, it, it was some things back in the in the 80s. My grandfather actually the one that fired Norman Jett, who was the most successful coach the South Oak Clippers had. And, and I just, you know, I wasn't back in those times, but I, I just want to correct those wrongs. And I want to get to school to the first state championship to represent Dallas. And, uh, you know, and that's what we're all striving for because it's just not me. I got to have guys that also as a good assistant coaches that are not trying to go run to the highest paying job also. They really take it personal to be successful in Dallas. And, you know, when I got a guy like Coach Ward, Coach Spencer, you know, guy, uh, Coach Ingram, you know, guys that's been around me, you know, for a time, and we're getting that experience and continuity from years of working together. But the biggest thing is I just want to right a wrong that a lot of people feel may have been done back in the past. And, and I feel what better way to make their reunion than the person who fired <laughs> grandson comes back and wins. And, yeah, that'd be a cool story. Yeah, and we, we can have his daughter who's still living. You know, we, we can correct some wrongs. There you go. Hi yes. Hypothetically, if you guys played, you know, that's a long way away. If you guys played for a state championship at AT&T Stadium, how many how many people would show up for that game from from, from alumni in, in the city of Dallas? I mean, how, how many people do you think would show up for that game? I think it will be a sellout. You think so? Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. It would be, be a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. Uh, this, this summer, I saw you know, on Twitter, you, you, yeah. you took a nice vacation, yeah. you, you, and, you and the missus, and you went out and did, 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 did a great vacation. Uh, what was it like on, on the all-inclusive resort? Is that something you can get down with more, more often? Yeah, yeah, it's actually something I need to expand my horizons <laughs> on. You know, I've, I've kind of been a caveman my whole, you know, not going on trips, but it actually was good to go somewhere and relax. I saw you at the palm trees. It's, it's just, the palm trees do something for you, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the palm trees. Makes, makes you feel nice, right? Yeah, yeah, the breeze, you know, you know, nice scenery, you know. So so it was actually a good vacation where you can just kind of take your mind a little bit off of the season and football, you know, and let the other coaches run the right room and things like that where, where you get some time to yourself. How important is that for you and your coaches you do you tell your coaches hey in the summer you know don't you know take take a vacation with your family you know because because you need to recharge that battery a little bit yeah, right? yeah I always, I, i'm big on that you know because i it, it'll shorten your coaching career if you if you never recharge so you know i'm very big on making sure they get some personal time our biggest thing is just make sure we communicate so we always still have somebody here for the kids in the weight room there you go so well, we can keep it open next vacation i got jamaica okay yeah, I, i'm a jamaica I'm, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and you told me the spot where i'm gonna get some uh, jerk chicken yes i got yeah, you yeah, i got you so yeah. final question for you coach uh you know we, we we go to games at kincaid stadium and i haven't and i haven't been on campus in south sock in a while 
So when you're when you're over at Sock on campus, yes. where is the where, where where does Coach Todd go to grab a bite to eat? You know, before practice or before a game, what, what what's your go-to spot around town? Uh, the, the number one spot for us is actually in the Oak Cliff area, and it's right down Lancaster. Uh, they, there's actually called Wing Daddies. Okay. Uh, they, they have some real good uh, lemon honey pepper wings. Okay. Okay. And uh, lemon pepper, honey lemon pepper wings, which kind of got that that honey on it also. And they actually have served a good pizza, too. So it's wings and pizza? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes my favorite meal, sometimes I get a 10-piece wing meal, or sometimes I get uh, the uh, the mini pizza combo where it comes with a small pizza and five wings. There you go. That yeah. sounds good. Is that, now, is, that, is that your favorite post-game meal, or do you have to hit Whataburger for post-game? No, actually, post-game, I really don't have a certain place. I'm trying to, too busy trying to watch some film or, <laughs> or get home. So it's kind of late at night, so I'm just whatever's open at that time. Is that your post? When, when you, after – is it more after a loss or after a win, or it doesn't matter after the game? Are you you, you popping the film on right away, or do you take a uh, try to get a good night's sleep and then relax? I, I really try to I really try to watch it going to sleep, but uh, you know whether win or lose. A lot of times after a loss, I, I may slow down a little bit because you know just give me more time to be, just recharge and then especially after playoff loss. Final question for you. You guys, I've talked to Coach Ward a lot. You, know, you, got, yeah. you guys got got your schedule filled. I know yes. you were happy because you wanted to get that 10th game in. But you guys, you know, you, you're playing Duncanville, you yes. know, in week two. Uh, obviously, we all know what Coach Samples and they've done at Duncanville. But yes. for you guys to play that kind of competition before you get it, get into district play, how important is that for to play a team like Duncanville? Because you, I'm assuming you want your yes. warts exposed. You yes. want someone to show you what needs to be fixed heading into district. Because, like we always say, right, if you if you don't don't get exposed before the playoffs, if you get in a playoff game, yeah. you, there's no time to fix it, right? Exactly, yeah. And, and we love that challenge. You know, first of all, we, you know, different teams present different challenges. And the challenge with Duncanville that we feel is uh, they, they're going to test our will because, you know, they got some big guys that are going to be physically strong. In the trenches, recruit. yeah. Yeah, in the trenches. So, it, you know, it's not about winning every battle, but it's about fighting every battle. And it's about making sure the execution is better as we go along, even if you get beat. But can you consistently still take the right steps and do the right things, make the right reads? And then I, I feel our, our program defensively in the first half last year, I felt, I felt our program was on par with Duncanville going against the offense. We, you know, we gave up a couple big plays. But I think offensively this year it's time for the offense to take that step forward to match the defense. And then we're just trying to get it to a four-quarter game. Coach, appreciate your time. Appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas, and good luck in 2020. Hey, always an honor, man. Thanks, you keep coach. doing what you do. Hey, thanks for watching this clip here on YouTube. If you like this kind of stuff and you want more of it, make sure you subscribe Enough to our him. YouTube You channel. shut up. Isn't he the worst? You shut up. You shut your face. And just to clarify, we're talking about Tepper, not yes. Coach Jason Todd. Yeah, not Jason Todd. I want to be clear. I, I, I love Coach Todd. I want to be clear. I'm talking about the the, the, the 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 promo that comes on after our YouTube videos that has me saying, hey, become a Dave Kane Insider. Something like that. That guy just needs to, to shut clarify up. Jason here. Todd can talk forever. forever. He's allowed on our um, – yeah, I'm trying to keep you from getting, mm-hmm. getting your butt handed to you there. Uh, that's very smart. I appreciate that. That's, that's your job here. Uh, we appreciate Coach Jason. And Todd from South Oak Cliff joining us. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, just one. The final thought on that is so there. There was one of our. We kind of talked about it earlier, but one of our many, many coaching school interviews that we have out. All of them are out now on YouTube. Yes. So it's 
uh, youtube.com slash Dave Campbell's TF. We do this all year, so if you will hit that subscribe button on there, that doesn't smash cost that you like button. anything. Yeah, mash it as uh, Steph would subscribe say. Button. That one doesn't cost you anything. That's like a free look into the content that you can get at Dave Campbell's. Yeah. So go ahead and hit That's that subscribe button. Did we ever get a final count on those interviews? No, I will go back and do that because I was waiting to do that in the bits. Okay. So that's a lot. Yeah, it it's is. Like, it's, it's it's over forty. It's fifty. I think it's right around fifty. Jeez. So that's, that's a lot of content for you. Go hit that subscribe button because then it alerts you to when all yep. the new stuff comes out. Right. So and we've got new content every day, guys. Literally, that's what we are. We're content creators. creators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. I think one of my elbows. I was watching the Olympics last night. They were doing like those gymnastics. It's men's gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And they were on like the 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 high bar. Like yeah. I, I don't there's definitely a word for it. The the beam or the f- the no, flipping the ones. One. Okay, yeah, the one. flippy bars. Um <laughs> And, like, these guys are, like, turning their arms inside out, basically. And I'm like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. How do your – I just – I never understand how their bodies work like that. Like, it's I amazing. I just don't understand how, how I don't, athletes work. I don't move like that. I sit like a question mark. I realized that yesterday in Manx's post. I sit like this. Anyway. I don't do the flippy bars from is what I'm saying. From your non-athletic friends at Dave Campbell's <laughs> Texas Football, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Jason Todd of South Oak Cliff for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today. 